Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. If you haven't dropped the 2023 NFL mock draft where you've watched at most five players, then are you really even part of draft Twitter? It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy just begging Jerry Jones to stop showing his draft board off. And with me is AJ, Bills Mafia, Marchese. I'm, uh, I'm begging Jerry Jones to stop getting into car accidents is what I'm doing. Hey, it wasn't at fault. Come on, show some respect. The person <laughs> made an illegal left turn. Today we'll be breaking down and handing out arbitrary grades to the AFC and NFC East draft classes. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft. On fire. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my lady. Driving out to Vegas, baby. Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live. As long as you come with spicy NFL draft grade takes... All right, AJ, let's get this out of the way. NFL draft grades don't make sense. You're grading guys who have never played in the NFL. It's just a good way to look at how a player fits their new team and the value in which the team got them in terms of draft selection, spot selection. Even value is kind of uh, extrapolated because we don't know how the NFL viewed – you know, Cole Strange could have been a IOL three for everyone in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sean McVay said Tyquan Thornton was wide receiver five for everyone. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Sean McVay. Um, yeah, but to be fair, the Rams don't know how to draft. You got to get on that. Hey, the Rams took Logan Bruss one hundred four, so maybe they yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe they had him above Cole Strange. Mm. Uh, but yeah, draft grades are dumb. But they're a good way to talk about players. Yes. And that's the only – that's it's the same thing with 2023 NFL mock drafts. I saw Jim Nagy saying some stuff about, like, how people shouldn't be putting out those mocks, like the way too early mocks, because it get it makes these players think they're going to go in the first exactly. round. The, I, think, I think implying that Sam Howell was the example of this. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know if – like, even Dan, like Dame Brugler or – 
or, or like Daniel Jer- Daniel Jeremiah doesn't even do one. I feel like Dane Brugler is the most prominent uh, NFL draft media member who does one. Mm-hmm. I guess Mel, Mel, but everyone knows Mel and, and McShay don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But like if Sam Howell's declaring for the NFL draft based on Dane Brugler's t- mock draft 12 months before the draft, like that, I don't know about that, you know? Like the agents know better. Um, and like the people around around the player know better and they have the NFL draft advisory board exactly. too. Like, it's just like yeah. I get like it can build some unnecessary hype like Matt Barkley always comes to mind for me. Um but at the same time it's like there's so many so many so many mock drafts out there and Dane Brugler's mock even mentioned at the top he's like this is basically a watch list for guys I've yeah. heard the NFL likes. Yeah. And like he even said he's like I I haven't watched all these guys extensively. Like that's what the next twelve months are for. Whenever I see someone say that, like, um, you know, like, oh, you don't do these mocks or don't hype players, don't give them a false sense, blah blah blah. It's like, how fucking full of yourself are you? That like, you think, you know, like, like I don't know, whoever DJ Uangale is coming to Twitter to see if he should declare or not. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, he might be. So, um, getting good advice coming to Twitter. I I, I I will say I like making fun of them where where like the the person who may, writes it like tries to imply they've watched the tape. Like yeah. no no one's had the draft ended less than two weeks ago. No one's watched thirty two uh, players. The good scouts were doing uh twenty twenty three early March. Okay, bud. I watched like four players already. Uh, I'm low on Will Anderson. I'll say it. <laughs> I'm clipping this for next year. Please. Uh, but yeah, no, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now let's get to the uh, the dumber exercise of handing out draft grades to teams for players that have never played in the nfl and let's start in the afc east where we'll uh we'll head to buffalo the land of the snow and uh the bills who i think like didn't didn't have maybe a draft that everyone's hemming and hawing about but a really solid haul for one of the four best teams in the nfl yeah um I think like do you want to just get the grades out of the yeah, way? Yeah, I gave them I gave them a B plus. I, I went back and forth between a B and a B plus, and like I landed on a solid B, like a very solid uh, B. I gave them the plus mainly because I think the players they took are such good fits. Yeah, maybe they took them a little earlier than where I had them on my board, but you can justify that when it's a great fit. Yeah, uh, starting at the top, Kyer Elam is clearly a great fit. I don't they think finally get. Yeah. They finally get a corner opposite Tredavious White, who's not Levi Wallace. <laughs> hey, Levi, Levi was put in yeoman's work. Hey, well, welcome to Pittsburgh, Levi. Um, <laughs> the the thing, the video of him bringing his playbook went viral. Wow, good work, Elam. Uh, but no, I think that's right where, like, you know, I had him 32 on my board. Again, I love how we're going to compare it to our board. Like, we fucking even know anything. But I'm going to keep doing it. I had him 32 on my board. Uh, <laughs> he went 23rd. Value's good there. I, I think, you know, I think what was it, the night before when we did our mock draft? We kind of pegged this one. I'm like, that that pick makes a lot of sense. It came to fruition. They ended up having to move up to, to, to get him. Big, big press corner yeah. who just needs to clean up technique. He was, like, just a little too grabby at Florida. And Sean McDermott has such a strong history of getting the most out of DBs. Like, this is perfect for both yeah, teams. The, the, and everything the, is there for him to be this, a very good corner. 
this to me was like the glaring need mm-hmm. on that roster on one of the best rosters in the NFL. It was finding a corner opposite Tre'Davious White, especially with White coming off the season-ending injury. Yeah, and and, and you in Elam, one of the youngest players in the draft too, right? And oh, I think it's a really you, good pick. Yeah, individually, um, I give it an A if you can. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that's a that's a big fit, like A fit. Yeah, uh, and then J- James Cook in the second round, you get. I mean, I one this counts as a double bonus because they didn't draft a running back in the first round yeah they held strong <laughs> they they did like i think the running back need thing was a little bit overblown like i think devin singletary was giving them enough they have enough around that offense that it wasn't like we need to take Reese hall in the first round 100 but to, if you're gonna do one james cook is the one to do right yeah at 63 and you get the best pass catching back in the class a guy who can add so much explosive juice to your running attack I I'm I kind of think by like week eight James Cook's your starter. I'm like really I know excited they, they pl- to see they, how they get him going in the, in the passing game early well, too. It very much sounds like he is going to be the satellite from day one. Yeah, and I'm just excited to see when because I do think he is more talented than Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. So I'm just excited to see when he does kind of fully take over as the the back taking the most snaps. Yeah, it's, it's three down ability. I felt through the process was pretty uh, underappreciated. You know. Um, because yeah, he can again, but he never has to be that workload because he's got that Moss and Singletary. Like they can, he can be the one A to the one B to the one C, you know. Um, but yeah, I like. I thought maybe maybe a tad early, but again, like I think if you're gonna take a running back, that's the one that makes the most sense. And when and when you're a team with a roster as strong at the, as the Bills is, yeah, is, yeah. the Bills like, is, is. Y- yeah, you, you can kind of maybe take a, a back earlier than than you yeah. necessarily need when it's one of the few holes on your roster. Yeah, like the Jets like, and the Seahawks did. Like, I, th- I think corner and running back were, like, the two positions that everyone kind of was like, the Bills Thanks. need a guy yeah. here and there. And they, they go and get them, and they did it in the right order, too, which I think is important. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's totally agreeable. Uh, swing back to the third round, 89th overall. They got one of our dudes who I think we're – I don't know if either of us had him this high, but Terrell Bernard, the linebacker from Baylor, um, another I think another great fit. Having him like yeah. just, just uh, he I don't like he's probably not going to have to play too too much early, but just having him run and hit behind that line and, and be that the missile that he is is a lot of fun. Yeah, similar to Matt Milano in that he's yeah. undersized, but such a uh, downhill blow at everything up mm-hmm. in front of you type of player. Um, I'm interested to see kind of what what the the thought process is there. If like he's eventually taking over, um, or if they're gonna get him out there in, in some sort of because he is such a good blitzer. Yeah. I wonder if they'll get him out there on, on uh, passing downs and sub packages just to kind of like blitz him as an off ball guy to generate some extra pass rush. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I, I do think he's the eventual Matt Milano successor. That's the idea, at least. But. No, that that's an interesting interesting concept. I like that. I think that's a good fit, a good landing spot for Bernard. And and then in the the fifth round, they get probably I think the steal of day three. Yeah. And and Khalil Shakir couldn't end up on a in a more perfect situation. A team that it wasn't a desperate need, but they did need a slot. Yeah, and Cole, he Cole is Beasley's wandering the uh, the free agency market. No, they, it's such a great fit. Like they're gonna get him going on the on the. On the gadgety stuff too, when when McKenzie needs a breather, um, and yeah, it's such a great fit, and I'm so excited. This is such a great landing for landing spot for Shakir. I don't think, like you said, value of day three. I'm I'm still so shocked. Like, 
I, I, I could understand him falling out of the, I don't know, top 75 picks. Yeah. But to fall all the way into the fifth, Almost I just 50. don't. Yeah. yeah, like, because you, you called it a while ago. He's the Amon Ross St. Brown of this class. And, yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown, like, he just, like we just said. Another guy that slipped way further than he should have in a perfect situation for him. Uh, and I think Khalil Shakir is the same same situation. Um, and then they get Punk God in the sixth round, who's like the third punter off the board. That's great and value. It, <laughs> and, and they have one of the the lesser punting situations in the league. Uh, I'm excited to see how his style of punting assimilates to the NFL. Um, but at bare minimum, getting the biggest arm at quarterback and the biggest leg at punter in the league together. <laughs> you can't lose. You can't lose. Um, adjusting to that Buffalo weather, though, Rob, from San Diego, what do you think that's going to be like? I need a 10-minute breakdown. I don't know. Tell me how how easy is it to catch a sixty yard punt in the swirling winds, yeah. balls frozen off to lefty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. Impossible. Impossible. Uh, or uh, I feel like Matt arises uh, one of two things: makes the Pro Bowl as a rookie year, he doesn't make the roster. Yeah, like it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. The only thing is, not a lot of punching opportunities in Buffalo. But when he when he gets them, you can bang them. Uh, harder for Pat Mahomes to beat them in the AFC Championship when he has to go ninety nine yards every drive. <laughs> so uh, baby. Then they they cleaned up the class with uh, Christian Benford, Luke Tenuta, and Balen Specter. Specter, another. Um, well, he's a one. He's a big time special teams linebacker. Yeah, baby. But they 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 like these kind of safety like linebackers mm-hmm. yeah no they definitely do and like you said this is special teams value at 231 tenuta uh, they kind of like these big tall offensive linemen like they, they took uh, our guy doyle last year uh not the same power but another tall dude and and they took the villanova prospect christian benford who i don't they know like, maybe that's a little project for sean mcdermott they 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 like they it seems they always take a day three physical corner yeah yep yeah. um works. It does. Moving to the Miami Dolphins, who Not a lot I think here. the least picks in the draft, just four. Uh, the first pick didn't come until 102. Hard to grade this Cut, draft. Hard, and again, we're grading this by – we're not like – like when we get to the Eagles, I don't think we're counting A.J. Brown necessarily. Like it's going to influence, a, influence yeah. us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like I don't know that – like how much are you considering Tyreek Hill in this, Can I, right? It, this is stupid, but I considered A.J. Brown more than Tyreek Hill because it too. happened on draft night. I, I, same. Which is and stupid, I will do, but this whole I will thing do this When we get to Arizona and Baltimore, I will do the same with Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, I'm trying not to – the grade is more based off how I feel these players fit to this team and uh, the value in which they were selected. Um, so I'm not t- taking Tyreek Hill too much into to consideration here. Uh, I, I give them a B minus. I don't know. I give them a C plus. They're, they're tough because I think Channing Tindall was a good pick at Very one or two. Very good pick, yeah. But, and that's, that's really the only pick that matters here. Exactly. And that, <laughs> that, that, that influenced me so much because obviously it's Tindall in the third, Eric Izukama, uh in the fourth, then Cam Good and Skylar Thompson in the seventh. And, like, I'm assuming the Izukama pick is what turned you off a little bit, right? Yeah, 100%. I thought he was a, like a seventh-round dude. I know there were some well, fans, it, but... It's, it, it, I think it also hurts in that you have so few picks. Yeah. Your only other pick with any you, value you use on the position a, you just traded for, and it's not really a need. 
Yeah, you're not a playoff team. You have more holes. Like, I throw a dart at an offensive lineman there, For the probably. Love God, yes. Um, and you kind of go and get like Devonte Parker esque type receiver. Mm-hmm. You just traded Devonte Parker. You've got Terry Kill. You've got Jalen Waddle. Uh, you signed Cedric Wilson. You brought back Preston uh, Williams. Like it. It didn't feel like the biggest. I mean, if he's the highest player on your board, sure. But if, but, if he's the highest player on the board, I think they're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, uh, but to Tyndall. Tyndall, they, they did have a need there. Um, Tyndall's you, you, a really good pick, yeah. You inject a psychotic, balls-to-the-wall, freak freak athlete, um, stick him behind, or beside Jerome Baker, um, and I think you, you get a guy who can impact the run game pretty early. Yeah. How he holds up on passing downs is the big question, but like he immediately takes a Landon Roberts yeah. job by like I, I think pretty immediately at least. I, I know he's raw. He never started a game at Georgia, but I like this one a lot. I thought you got a lot of value there. Adam yeah, Mead. yeah, Adam sixty six. I think at one hundred two is about as good as you're going to do. You know, like you got a player that should come in and play downs early, and uh, yeah, no, I think that's a smart pick. Izukama, I think, is a throwing away their only other pick with any value. And then, yeah, you come back. Cam Good at 224. Sure, that's good. And then Skylar Thompson at 247. Whatever. I don't think either of us had draftable grades on him. But well, I, like, I like the Cam Good pick because yeah, Cam, Cam Good rem- remind me of Andrew Van Ginkel and that he's like <laughs> kind of this off-ball pass-rushing tweener. Um, super super athletic guy. And so in the seventh round, that's great. It's, it's worth a, a swing there. Do you think yeah, Skylar Thompson Scott- makes the team? Probably. Have you... If they keep three QBs, actually they have Chris Streveler, eh? Oh fuck! Ooh, they got to okay, this is Strev, man. This is the coolest quarterback room: Teddy B, Tua, Chris Streveler, and Skyler. I there, there, remember like the weird love Skyler Thompson, Thompson was l- late yeah. into the yeah. I I mean, when you can take a Kansas State quarterback, you got to do it. That's a good point. Bring back no, Colin Klein. Point. They should bring uh, Colin Klein. But yeah, so like really, this you're you're just grading this based off Tyndall and as as a comma, and it's just kind of dependent on how you feel. Because I think for the most part, everyone thinks that Tyndall pick was a good, solid, worthwhile pick there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's your grade on this team just is so dependent on what you thought of Izukama, who I actually I think I like him a lot more than you did. Yeah, you I know. had him kind of in this range. Uh, I just don't love the value and fit based on what they've got. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you like the player more, and I don't even like the value or the fit. Um, but yeah, it's so hard to grade a draft when you only had two picks in the top two twenty. Like it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway. really, you're throwing Tyreek Hill in there, which you got Tyreek Hill. Congrats, and you see two is underthrown Balsam already. Let's just move on. Let's get to the Patriots. Oh great. The hey, whether whether you like this draft class or not. On, uh, I'll, I'll draft. Anything can happen when the Patriots are on the clock, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing. And yep. they're catching too much flack because when they took Cole Strange at 29, we're all like, what the fuck? And then at 50, when they take Taekwon Thornton, we're like, that's even wilder. And I just can only say I appreciate that. If, yeah. Like, Because ultimately, if you're not a fan of a team, one, it's nice when they make bad picks. Two... It makes the draft a whole lot more fun when they do something just no one's expecting. Especially when the Seahawks went chalky. You know, it's it's those two teams that you can expect stupid stuff from. And then they win Super Bowls, baby. But <laughs> you can expect the goofy draft stuff. And Seattle won chalk. So I'm glad the Patriots uh, got got strange, if you will, Rob. Um, will you? Yeah, so they, they get Cole Strange at 29. 
I don't think this is a bad pick at all. I had him I 39th. Think, like, I, it's just because people I had don't know 41. Chattanooga. Yeah, like, uh, this is not bad in the least. I mean, the, the, the worst part about it is he's older. Yeah. But, like, he's going to land in – he's going to make a Pro Bowl in New England. I'll say it. Actually, he's younger than I thought he was. He's, he's only 24. Like, people keep talking like he's older prospect. He's not that old. He's not even 24 yet, is he, if I remember correctly? No, he's still 23. That's what I mean. In July. There's way older prospects. Like. I think I think it's more like why did – if you're a Patriots fan, you're like, why did we trade Shaq Mason to draft yeah. Cole Strange in the first round? Like, that's annoying when you look that's at fair. it. Yeah. But when you look at it, just the player and the fit, like, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, it gives you a guy who can step in, take the Shaq Mason role, potentially uh, play center down the road for you yeah. too. Like I, I think Cole Strange is going to be a just a nice solid pick there. I like. I I hope when you're drafting in the first round, you you're you're swinging for Pro Bowl level players. Um, will Cole Strange reach that? Maybe not, but it's you don't have to worry about the guard spot now. Yeah, I mean I, the potential is there. I mean, if if this was like an overhyped Patriots team of yesteryear, he can make a Pro Bowl. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> But in today's Mac Jones era, maybe not. You're right. Um, and and so I think like that was part part of it too. Is like a lot of the the draft was fairly chalky. Like yeah. it was the 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 top thirty two ish players went in the top thirty two type yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Um. So I think when when we get to twenty nine, the Patriots do something like that. Like it, it's a little more overblown. Yeah. Um. That's fair. And, and and because of the Shaq Mason thing, and because like everyone, I think thought they were gonna, they would go corner or receiver. Don't worry, they did that still. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think when you look at the totality of their draft, like that Cole Strange picks one of the better picks. I think it is their best pick. Well, sorry, other than their 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 sixth and seventh round pick, but in in the top two hundred picks, that's their best pick. Yeah, like because then the comeback. I think Taekwon Thornton was the worst pick of the top 100. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's him and, and Ty Davis Price, and it's no one else close. Yeah, like Thornton doesn't make sense to me. One for the value, the value is just awful. I didn't think he was a top 200 player, and two because he's like a straight line deep threat. And I get that they want to add some explosive juice to that offense, but the type of receiver I think you're looking for. When doing that, just given Mac Jones' skill set, should be a guy who you can get the ball to him underneath and he can rip off Yak, plays Sky Moore, would have yeah. been great, and he went four picks later. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Or if you maybe you do think Mac Jones can kind of push the ball a little bit deeper and you want a, a, a guy who can win deep, go get George Pickens or Alec Pierce, two big body guys who can kind of win those contested catches uh, and help a ton as blockers. Like, I just. It, it, it looks even worse just given the three receivers who go directly after. Al- Alec Pierce hurt his stock by never picking up a lacrosse stick. Agreed. I'll say it. I'll say it. But yeah, Thornton may be the worst pick in the entire draft. Uh, the Patriots don't know what they're doing at receiver, and they haven't for a long, long, long time, right? Like, there's no history of them having success outside of the goofies of Julian Edelman. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, – they, they don't know what they're doing, and uh, this is even more so. I don't think Tyquan Thornton is going to land here. I don't – like I, I don't understand. Like he's not playing over Devonte Parker, uh, Kendrick Bourne, or or Jacoby Myers, or Nelson Aguilar for that matter. No, it's a it's a waste of a pick. Um, 
Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. I think this looks worse in that, like you're taking similar body types at corner. You like Jack Jones, back. but like, I do like Jack Jones. But I like, reach, I, right? Yeah, I had him one seventy ish. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I I think he's a great fit for that team, but I just don't get kind of retreading the same type of nickel as Marcus Jones like thirty picks later. The Marcus Jones pick I like a lot though. Uh, it's either this or Strange pick that that's the best here. Um, he fits the, well, the, like the Horning winner going to the Patriots is just so perfect. The slot guy, the returnability, I, I think, or the nickel guy, I should say. But it's a good pick. But yeah, Jonathan Jones is one of the best nickels in the NFL. They have him. They are looking to replace J.C. Jackson, yeah. who signed with the Chargers, who was also an undersized corner. Like, are they projecting one? They the, they must be projecting at least one of them as an outside corner. Yeah, which Probably. that doesn't seem ideal. I don't see how either of these guys get out there like and play play on the outside. Like I don't know. Marcus Jones is feisty as hell and you know he's but he, he's limited with that size. Um He is so small. Jack Jones is like one seventy five. Yeah. I don't know. Um again, I I think Marcus Jones comes out and like has a good career with the Patriots. No, I I think he will too, because I think plus he's gonna be one of the better return men in the NFL. Like I, I think the Marcus Jones pick is fine. I, I know some right. people on draft Twitter were way low on him. I just think it doesn't m- make sense to then go Jack Jones. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. And I like Jack Jones. Yeah, I think you're the biggest Jack Jones fan. Uh, the next corner taken was Joshua Williams. That pick would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, well, they got Jawan, bro. They got they got a tall Williams. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Um, and then and then the next three picks are sick. So basically, like every pick's funny. Yeah, which is cool. What'd you give him? I give him a C minus. I forgot to say. Oh yeah, I uh, I give him a D plus. Cool. <laughs> um, so they, they they don't need a running back. Let's no. just they no. do not. Damian Harris is a solid starter. Ramondre Stevenson looked like a dude as a rookie. Yeah. Um, we James White's still there. JJ Taylor's a fine third guy. A really good. Third okay, guy. but maybe you love Pierre Strong. Fine, I fine. guess I love Pierre Strong. Yeah. Uh, so you take him. Okay, cool. Um, but then the then the sixth round they take Kevin Harris and we talked about this on pod already. Like I think they see Kevin Harris as as the 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 Damian Harris replacement and Pierre Strong as the James White replacement. But then what's Ramondre Stevenson? They, he's Legarrette Blount. They're Le'Garrette fine. Blount. Okay, they're good. Okay, never mind. You talk me. This is an A plus draft. See, that's funny because Strong and Harris are both really good backs, and I I like Kevin Harris, and he it's, screams Patriots it, back. It's but... it's super annoying they go here though because they're not going to play. I know. It, I, I hate it for the fact of loving like liking those guys a lot, and for fantasy football depth. Like it, uh, it really sucks. And being the number also... one Ramondre Stevenson fan in the world too, by the way. Sandwiched between those picks was Bailey Zappi, who's the perfect Mac Jones backup because the only guy with a weaker arm than him, maybe. Um, but <laughs> but just as accurate. Uh, okay, call your shot right now. How many years or months or days will Bailey Zappi be a New England Patriot on, on the active roster? Ten years. He's yeah. Brian Hoyer, too. He is Brian Hoyer, They just too. drafted guys who they've already, like... <sighs> All their picks are just guys they've had before. This you, is what mm-hmm. Belichick does. Yeah, it is. As a as the like as a process, are you okay with drafting a career backup at one thirty seven? Yes. Okay. I think that's the if, real question. Like, because right? to me, to me, when you say career backup, I think what makes a career backup is a guy who can come in and spot start like two to three times yeah. a year and and not throw up on himself, a la Brian Hoyer. Yeah. 
And I think Bailey Zappi can can be that. Yeah. Um, plus, I mean, a QB room of Hoyer, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Jared Siddham, and Deara King. Yes, please. Uh, and then they got Sam Roberts from Northwestern Missouri State cool in the sixth one. round. Uh, yeah, a, a really athletic defensive lineman who I think they'll probably get on their practice squad yeah, and work to develop. Yeah. And then the, they ended off with Chasen Hines and Andrew Stuber, a uh, pair of offensive linemen who I think we both, both think are great picks here. Yeah, they're very, very good picks. Uh, both scream Patriots uh, offensive linemen. I mean, they got H- – Hines is a, sw- a swing like interior a guy. Window. Stuber is a, as a swing tackle. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that. I like both picks a lot. And I'm, good value for both. I'm also a fan of taking one uh, big athletic offensive lineman late, a la Chase and Hines, mm-hmm. or high pedigree offensive lineman late, like Stuber, who have size. Yeah, no, that's, that's length. Good. Yeah, uh, those are the two best picks. Absolutely. Moving to the New York Jets. The Jets are back, baby. Ah. Joe Douglas fuck around. Joe Douglas went and made us all think he was taking Jermaine Johnson fourth and took him twenty sixth. Um, the the Jets, I think. Are probably maybe like because again we don't know who's the best, but when you go through, you can still pick out your favorite drafts. I think the Jets are a consensus favorite draft for like most people. Yeah, I gave them an A, uh, no A Same. plus, but an A. Um, it, it fun- like it's funny that their draft ended at one seventeen, but every they every did the player- most they could with the picks they had. Yeah, every player they picked was like dead on. Like getting a guy like Jermaine Johnson at twenty six is really good value, but like. It- just value is harder to like, you know, like he's 14th on my board. He was like 16th or something like that on yours, if I'm guessing right. Like, so like, you know, 10 picks later or whatever, but like at, in the first round, that's, that's a great value pick. Like you said, everyone thought they were taking him fourth potentially. They jump back up a little bit. They snag him. That's awesome to cap off the first round. Uh, let's work back up in order. Garrett Wilson at 10. They got a difference maker at wide receiver. Um, that was one of their biggest needs going into the draft. I um, I also want to add when you yeah. look at because obviously there's a handful of receivers yeah. they all kind of go in the same era. I think Garrett Wilson is the best fit for them because of what he can do with ball in hand. Yeah, yeah, like they the yak that. stuff. Like if they, they want like, to incorporate, last year. yeah, if well, they want to more when he was getting when they, they had him going. Sorry to jump on your toes. If they want to incorporate more quick hitter stuff to try and take some pressure off Zach Wilson, like Garrett Wilson's a great pick for that. I love it too. Like, like when Elijah Moore is healthy and going, he can do that too. I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to make it work, but having those two guys, you know, it's not an obvious who that quick hitter is going to, and it, like giving more Wilson more options underneath and less excuses to run around and sling a stupid interception. Smart It's very smart. And plus, I don't know. Like, I I didn't have Wilson as the best receiver in the draft, but I'm one slot behind Traylon Burks, and I know I'm alone on Burks Island. Well, kind of. Um, Get, so getting this guy and then the run starts, I think that always makes you look smart too. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, like, I, I think that Garrett, no, Garrett Wilson, I'm biased. Garrett Wilson's my receiver one. Yeah. But he's um, most, a lot of I, people's receiver one. I'm he was my 10th yeah. player on the board. But I think like seeing Drake London go eight yeah. and Jahan Dotson go 16 it makes this pick, makes this pick look so much better. Absolutely. And like 100%. to get, to get, Kind of the alpha on defense in Sauce Gardner at at corner, which you like the for years need. they've needed one, yeah. and then to get like kind of not not maybe not the same personality, but a guy who carries himself in that kind of winning swaggery way. Yeah. Yeah. And Garrett Wilson, it's just I, I think both are really fun picks. Sauce Gardner gives you a big press corner who they can play a little bit more man coverage now. 
Robert Salah can, can like he have Richard Sherman in San Francisco like he can have sauce sauce man up on on Tyquan Thornton, <laughs> but obviously with like Stefan Diggs and, and and Tyreek Hill in division, like needing that true top dog at corner who who's gonna talk shit. And, and, and his playing style lives up to it. Like, that's important I, to me. I think, I mean, Zach Wilson pooping his diaper was a fun, a good reason to watch Jets games. But watching Sauce having to deal with Tyreek and, and Diggs and whoever the hell else is, like, is going to be a low-key super fun just to keep your eye on it week to week in the NFL. I, I want to see, like, obviously massive Sauce Gardner fans. I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl dude. I'm just super excited to see how he does it as a rookie. You know what I mean? Like, going up and, like you said, he's got that, that the, chip on the, his shoulder type of guy. At minimum, if you're a bad team, I need a reason to watch you, you know? And and a rookie quarterback always, I think, gives a reason to watch. Um, but removing that from the equation, like, getting getting dude a dude on defense and a dude on offense, like Sauce and Garrett Wilson, yeah. the, to me, the, those are must-watch rookies week to week. Uh, like, I just, like, I, I think Sauce, Sauce and Derek Stingley, in, in at least in my recent memory, like those are two of the corners I'm most interested in watching as rookies. And like yeah. we're coming off JC Horn and Patrick Sertan, who who are awesome, and, and Greg New. Like we had a great rookie corner class last year, um, but like I don't know. I'm just really excited to watch the Jets now because both guys are such like larger than life. Like I, well, maybe that's a bit mixed. Like personalities, but like not so personal. Like you know, Stingley isn't that type of dude, but he's got that mentality. Like. Yeah, and Sauce has got that nickname and everything that comes with him. He's in the Big Apple, baby. Yeah, no, it's a it's a ton of fun. Um, uh, and now, then to get to what I was just I was going to lead this one up because you said they were drafting guys that are going to make them more watchable. Uh, is that is that a more of a reason to get Brees Hall on the team? Um, I I so okay, Brees Hall. I I. I this is right where you should go. They yep. traded up for him. I had him thirty seventh, just to throw it out there. They're I don't know, like I I'm I'm kind of torn on whether it makes sense for a team who got production out of Michael Carter to trade up and draft a running back. But when I do think it is a kind of a difference making running back and you're you're getting him in the second round. And I think it, it kind of hopefully doesn't take away from Michael Carter's role but instead kind of defines his role more like yeah. i like the idea of Brees hall being the jonathan taylor to michael carter's naeem uh hines but like maybe michael carter being almost like a plus naeem hines yeah. and, and, and Brees hall being a, a, like a little lesser than a jonathan taylor right so it's like levels out a little bit more like i think that's fun and it does again take pressure off zach wilson and if if you love Brees hall and think he's a pro bowl caliber running back take yeah. him at 36 like when you're a bad team, I don't know. This Jets fans just need a players to root for, I think. So you can sell yourself on it that way, and he can Im- impact the passing game. And that's the most important thing. Okay, I wrote everything you just said down, and when you shit on Kenneth Walker, I'm going to bring all that back up. Well, Kenneth Walker can't catch the football. That's why I added that last little bit. And uh, sorry, I just want to mention also that the first three picks, all in the first round, like to to move back up and get Jermaine Johnson, where Edge has been a need since Jonathan Abraham. Yeah. Uh, to get him at 26. Where we're like all hearing they're going to take him four and it's a horrible reach. They get him at 26 and it's a great steal. Like at minimum, I think Jermaine Johnson's an instant impact run defender who can be an eight sack guy. Um, and I also think we saw him get better as the yeah. season went on at Florida State. We saw him show up to the Senior Bowl and kind of unleash more pass rush moves yeah. than we saw at Florida his State. His best too. tape was probably at the Senior Bowl. And 
Sometimes that and, doesn't work out, but it's it's still good to see. And and Robert saw in, in in that defensive staff coming a lot of them being in San Francisco, like know how to get the most out of a guy. Plus Carl Lawson's getting healthy, and that's yeah. only going to help too, right? Yep. So I I think they addressed their th- three of their four biggest needs with those first three picks, and two of them are at two. And you can argue receiver too, but two of them are at like two of the most important positions. And you know what? Like, like maybe some detractors will say, "Well, they had three first round picks, and you're always going to make it look good coming out of the draft." Blah blah. We've seen a lot of teams have multiple first round picks and shit the fucking bed. So, yeah, they and they did the they opposite. Didn't take, they didn't take Cole Strange, you know. They didn't, you know, panic and take Brees Hall somewhere. Like you they, know what I mean, like they took with their two top ten player top ten picks. They took two guys out in my top ten. Now, I know that's biased because it's my top ten, but yeah, like so to me that looks good. And then. I think I had Jermaine Johnson 14th. They get him 26. Oh, they get you? the best running back in the class. They get a tight end, Jeremy Rucker, at the end of the third round, who gives you an instant wide tight end who can play in line and yeah. block, which I think uh, complements C.J. Uzama well. Yeah, no, that's um, a really good pick at 101. I had him 107. Again, and then, bias, but that, that makes a ton of sense. Both fourth-round picks, I think, are guys who, one, Max Mitchell, I think, has the potential to develop in your starting right tackle. Yeah. Really good in the zone run game, which is what LaFleur does. And then Clemens, Salah rotates his D-line like like a, like a hockey line, AJ. I don't uh, know if you know it's the playoffs. It is the playoffs. Uh, and, and Clemens gives you a guy who is long, physical, and athletic, who can kind of... Keep other guys fresh by getting snaps in, you know? Max Mitchell could end up being one of the steals of the draft. I really like the Max Mitchell fit. I know I was, like, way higher on Max Mitchell than most people, but I just thought this was the best landing spot in terms of scheme for him. Yeah, no, that's great. And, yeah, I agree with on the Clemens front, too. And that's why they got uh, one of the best drafts in, in, in the league. Um, It would have been fun to see if they had, like, you know, more day three picks, what they do with them. Like, just see what else they attack. But they didn't, and they killed what they had, I think. Like, the only dra- the only pick that, like – you can really throw any shade on as the Brees Hall pick, and even then said they got the best running back. And it's back. it's it's mainly because it was a trade up. Yeah, yeah, that's. But they, they didn't give up too much, right? Like, I don't remember exactly what it was. No, 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 no. And they're uh, it, taking a running back with a premium pick feels less bad when you're bad at football. And you just yep. need players who can play football. It also feels less bad when they checked every other box in the first three picks. It also feels less bad when like they're trying to bank on a shitty quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just need guys who will make him look less shitty. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so I think the the Jets won it for the AFC East, and, and I think the Patriots lost it. Uh, agreed. The Dolphins were, like, so indifferent, and the Bills were – the Bills did what they to needed good. to do yeah. to be good. Yeah. Um, what would you give the Jets, did you say? Uh, an A. Okay, an a. me too, me too. My highest of today's show. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Me too. Um ColorCast, though, is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use, talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, and be notified when rooms go live. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys draft room was live when they, they got their boy Tyler Smith, the number one <laughs> offensive lineman on their board. Um... I give the Cowboys a C. I'll get that out of the way early. Yeah, I uh, also gave them. I, I sorry, I gave them a C plus. Uh, I think Tyler Smith was a reach, and it was like a kind of a panic. Yeah, we need an offensive lineman. Um, 
the guys we wanted all though Jerry's bored I don't know so maybe I don't know uh but like Penning's gone Zion Johnson's gone Kenyon Green's gone yeah Tyler Smith's young the athletic traits are there he's physical as hell he needs so much coaching a little Leal Collinsy too, and that's the role he's taking on. It sounds like he's gonna be playing guard early in his career though, which is interesting. Which that. I think is a good thing. Yeah, that's good. Um But I did think that was kind of I think that was the based off my board, the second biggest reach after Kenny Pickett. I had him fifty fourth, he went twenty fourth. Um Yeah, I had him like forty seven. I don't mind the fit. Um, it, it's help helpful that the Cowboys have shown in the past, the ability to develop offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. I, um, he seems like the exactly, and he seems you know he, the potential is there. Uh, I wouldn't have swung on him, on him in the first. I think you pegged it pretty well there that they kind of panicked with the other tackles like, gone. If he's your starting left guard as a rookie, like I I think that's a good place for him to get on the field. Yeah, yeah. I, look, if if they took him at fifty six, I think this would be a really really good pick though, right? It's just it's just oh, the, yeah. the first round value that that doesn't yeah that doesn't help that they took a shit they had a shit pick at fifty six two but yeah I like I don't know. if you're going offensive lineman and you're them yeah I mean the next offensive lineman to go is is Tyler Linderbaum who's a very if you're not looking at center like that he can't play any other position yeah uh, then Cole Strange at twenty nine and then after that the next offensive lineman to go doesn't go until 57 when Luke Gadecki goes. So if you're desperate for an offensive lineman, this is the guy to swing on at that yeah. pick. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, although I kind of would have liked Linderbaum more. Just get your center. But 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 if they're not looking at that position, that's yeah. what... Um, now, no, the he, Sam... What? Sorry, just the last thing to say. You're, you're right. Like Get him in guard. Be, he's not getting thrown... He shouldn't have to get thrown to the Wolves, really, which is good for him. Yeah, no, but it's a, it's a the, good landing spot for him to turn yeah. turn out to be the guy he sometimes looked like at Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, now Sam Williams at fifty six. I'm biased by the fact that like he is a bad person. Yeah, like me too. hand up, like I I would I can't believe he went top one hundred, uh, but I can because it's the Cowboys and they they have a history Keep of doing this. They do it. They do it every year. They don't care if a guy has off field stuff. It Why just, don't they get it, like they, I feel like I, I've seen nothing. Other than when the pick was made a little bit, and not from TV, from Twitter, uh, that like they, they keep doing this, like I, and they get no flack for it. it seems. I think part part of the problem is like big NFL draft media would rather focus on Kayvon Thibodeau having a personality <laughs> as yeah. as being a, a character concern yeah. than well, Sam think. Williams having domestic violence uh, issues. Um, okay, but lo- looking at him. I also had him outside my top 100 based on talent. Yeah, like I don't, I he is a freaky him. athlete. Like hand, like he is a great athlete. He's a bendy edge rusher. I just don't fit. Like he was so unimpactful at times at Ole Miss, and I know they deployed him. And great, DJ Durkin was his defensive coordinator. Um, <laughs> in, in, in a role in which it oh didn't God, necessarily yeah. showcase his athleticism as a pass rusher, uh, down to down, but. I just don't think he's going to be a very impactful run defender. I think no. he's a, a situational pass rusher. He's a Vic Beasley type of player with a little more size to him. Yeah, he's not playing every down opposite Demarcus Lawrence. You know, like in no. And at fifty six with the off field shit, and I, we're both yeah. I had him at one hundred five. I uh, this is a bad. And they, they and they they have a need for a starting edge right now. They do. I guess right, like he be, he's he's competing po- with ahead, Chauncey sorry. Golston, who they overdrafted last year. <laughs> Uh, Dante Fowler, 
That's the um, Dorrance Armstrong, who they also overdrafted a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah. Sorry, but, sorry. From from a fan's perspective, this means more Micah Parsons the pass rusher, which is fun for us. That is true. That is true. That that is a good point. Um, eighty-eight. I love this pick. This is my favorite pick of the draft. Uh, I think. Jalen Tolbert at yeah. 88 was great value. It yep. gets you a guy who's a little similar to Michael Gallup in terms of he's not the biggest guy, but he can win as an X because of his uh, contested catch ability, great body control. He'll drop some layups, but he can he can win downfield in, in those uh, 50-50 catch situations. He looks um, so much like, like you said, Gallup, but he looks so much like these receivers that the Cowboys have been taking, you know, third, fourth round in recent memory and just hitting on. And I think the same yeah. thing's going to happen with Jalen Tolbert. I also think drafting Jalen Tolbert says they, they're going to play CD lamb in the slot a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's going to create mismatches. Like CD lambs. Now your wide receiver one. He is the best pass catcher on your team. Like you should expect CD lamb to be a pro bowler this year. Like yeah. just based on his draft selection and talent. And I think it's going to be really fun to see, um, him in the slot with uh, Tolbert and Gallup once he's healthy on the, on the outside. This also helps because Gallup tore his ACL. This helps kind yeah. of give Dak a true X while uh, – or a guy who can at least be your X while Gallup uh, recovers. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll be, they'll sign Cole Beasley when it's like a – Yeah, they you have know, to, a, a Friday news dump so that they give the uh, CD that inside-outside. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tolbert, like low-key, one of like, the, the – like the, the the third round and later rookies that can make a really big impact, like on a yeah, like know, a flashy position. Yeah, they, they they need a receiver to step up. I like the fit, um, yeah, and they got player. good value there. Uh, fourth round, they get Jake Ferguson, which he just seems like I don't know, a he feels like end. all the tight ends they take. Yeah, he does. Like, and, and Dalton Schultz is like a safe enough guy that Jake Ferguson can. Oh god, he's wearing number forty eight though. Oh, uh, he can be your number it. two tight end now that. Uh, What's his name's gone? Uh, who is basically also Jake Ferguson? Yeah, he's just and Dalton Schultz. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> what's his? I, now I can't even think of his name. God damn it! From Oklahoma State. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Uh, but yeah, like Ferguson's not a great athlete, but he's a smoothish route runner, good hands. Like yeah, he's well, a willing blocker. Twenty nine. That's every, fine. Yeah. Uh, it was early for me, but then they get Matt Willett to go uh, in the fifth round, which I think's a fantastic pick. Um, well, let's go a six seven, really great athlete, really smooth in pass protection, uh, plays mean, dominated at the FCS level. I think Matt Willett's goes a legit like he's one, he's your swing tackle. Two, yeah. he's a developmental starter. Don't be shocked if Matt Willett's go turns into a better player than Tyler Smith does. Don't be shocked if Tyler Smith stays at left guard because he fits there, and Willett's goes fitting at right tackle. Yeah, they, they yeah, and I think like look. You get a starting left guard and a starting right tackle from those two picks. You're happy as hell if you're the Cowboys, right? Their fifth round's fun. Like then they go and they get Deron Bland, they get them Demon Clark, and they get John Ridgeway. Yeah, no, these are good picks. I, I Bland is a fun swing here. He's kind of my sleeper. You do, but then we heard like talk that he's going to go earlier than kind of expected. You know, big long corner uh, fits that that Quinn corner scheme. I like that. That's a that's a good landing spot for him. I love the Demon Clark pick. Uh, I, I was higher on him than you. The only reason he really fell was because Neck. of the injury. Yeah. Big injury, but this is such a great, great landing spot for him. Um, he can take his time, recover. The birds are chirping for Damone. Um, and, and, and when he can get back on the field, this is such a great fit. Just He screams Dan Quinn linebacker, and, and they need they have the need 
but it's not like you know he, he wouldn't have to get back on the field immediately and take the time get healthy learn uh, I think he's going to become a like a, a starter for them down the road and then let me let me go for my guy John John they 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 needed uh they have a, a bunch of more three tech type yep. IDLs they needed a nose tackle type a one tech type they they have um Quentin Bohanna from uh, Kentucky that they drafted last year, but he didn't really do a whole lot as a rookie. So I think getting John Ridgeway here is good yeah. value um, and, and gives you a, just a massive space eater who can yeah. fit next to your Neville Gallimores and Osa Odigizuwas of the world. Uh, and, then, and then the sixth round, they get Devin Harper, who's a special teams special linebacker. Special teams linebacker. Days. Um, no, the fifth round was – I love the fifth round. I, I love the fifth round. The fifth round Tolbert. and Tolbert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 hey, a minimum it was a big swing draft, which is fun. Yeah, for sure. And I see, I can see uh, a lot of those guys hitting. Not, not yeah, I get, I, Williams, but yeah. I get, I gave them a C though. Yeah, C plus for me. The Giants were a weird draft because they knocked the top two ten top two picks out of the draft, but I can't even speak. They knocked the fifth and seventh <laughs> picks out of the park. Um, I love this team. And uh, then they just like started being weird. They got goofy. Yeah. But it's, but because they they those were, were two slam dunk premier players at five and seven and Kevon Tizzo and Evan Neal, it like helps. I give them a B plus. I gave them a B plus too, and that's it's literally because Thibodeau and Neal getting the best player in the draft, in Evan Neal in my opinion, and Kevon and, Thibodeau who's, and Darren Beavers, Darren Beavers, and the the Beavers pick probably bumped it from the B to the B plus at the end. Uh, but getting the two like two certified two pre- studs. Certified studs at premium positions. You get a guy who in Evan Neal who can be your starting right tackle week one. Yeah. Uh, You got bookend tackles with him and Andrew Thomas. You get Kayvon Thibodeau to finally get a a a double digit sack type of pass rusher to build your defense around to build your front seven around. Uh, You 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 get him with Leonard Williams. It's such a fun combo. Plus, like you spent draft capital on Dexter Lawrence already too. Like Thibodeau's get off and, and just his natural ability to win as a speed rusher is going to inject so much fun into this front seven. Plus his attitude, similar to sauce Gardner is such a perfect fit in New York. Yeah. And I think it's also low key fun having him and Jermaine Johnson both land in New York too. Like you have that little sack, yeah. Sack exchange going Ooh. competition. Um, no, I, that's why like, I think the draft is this, these two picks and then they got, they got, they got goofy as fuck, but I don't think anyone saw the Wandale Robinson pick coming at 43. Uh, look, next time that someone says that a receiver's too small to go top 100, tell them they're stupid because we keep seeing it happen. Uh, Wandale's got that that awesome attitude that's going to you know be infectious in New York, I think. But it's 60 picks it's later. It's strange. Be, like, I have Wandale to- as a top 100 guy. Adam 108, yeah. Um, it's strange because this basically says, yeah, Kadarius Tony's not for us and because that's... he does – he does similar things to Kadarius Tony. Uh, he they also have Sterling Shepard, who's like yeah. when healthy, it's, just a saw yeah. a safe bet at slot. Uh, so it makes you think like Wandale's early going to be like an Isaiah McKenzie type for yeah. for Brian Dable, um, which I don't know is that worth the forty third pick? No, no. Uh, <laughs> especially when you have so many other needs. It's just such a weird it. It's going to be – like, I don't even know – they obviously need to have a plan with him. Yeah. But I think we said that when they drafted Kadarius Tony last year. Obviously, it's a different coaching staff and GM, but I don't know, man. 
I just I wish they loved Tony because the things they could do with him would be so much fun. Um, Tony is better at these things than Wondell Robinson and bigger. And a better just pure wide receiver too. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, 43, like if they took him at 81, this would be like this is a fun pick, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's just getting him at 43. Anyways, next pick, 67, they got your guy, Joshua Zudu from uh, North Carolina. This is my favorite pick that they made post first round for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, until Beavers, I think. Yeah. I know it's it's probably a little early for some people, but I like Azudu a lot. Yeah. Um, I think he is a, a much safer bet than some of these other picks. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I think you've got a potential starting left guard here, which is a need. You, you've got a guy who gets to the second level really easily, moves so well in space, can can really give some uh, an injection of, of athleticism to your run game. Um. I don't like. I don't think you want him starting week one, but I think him, him, and Mark Lewinsky are your starting guards uh, next year. Yeah, I'm a, I'm lower on Azudu, um, but I think if this, I don't mind this pick here because if it hits, it's gonna hit hit good, right? I, I think I like the idea and like all, all like the you know the the plan that you just laid out there. I think that all makes sense. So even though it's a it's a reach a reach for me, I'm I'm cool with it. I know other people the, had him here. The fish. the the Cordell Flott one was a lot like the Wendell Robinson one to me, yeah, yeah. where it's like there are flashes on like Flott. Flott I think is a, a far he's, worse player than Robinson. I think There's he's the best player in the draft though, right? Yeah, he he played a lot of true nickel at LSU. He's so wiry thin. Uh, there's flashes. I I think he's far from being able to step on the field. And they keep drafting these types of like they draft Darnay Holmes. They bring in yeah. Adore Jackson. They draft Julian Love. They they draft Aaron Robinson. A lot of guys who like are being projected as nickels, and it's yeah. just interesting. And at eighty one, swing on that player, it's it's a bad pick, but it's fun, I guess. Uh, and then fourth round, they take Daniel Bellinger. I think that's fine. That's solid. It's a safe, really solid. Safe wide tight end. Like he he's got a great shot to be John Bates this year because they don't have a tight end. Yeah, I know. I think Bellinger's gonna. I think Bellinger's gonna be like a solid he can block and he's end. athletic. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna be upset in New York with this pick. No, it's, this is uh, Mark Bavaro too. Yeah, um, you called it, baby, Kevin Boss. Then, Three. then they get Dane Dane Belton. Um, what do you think about this fit? It's interesting. I wonder what they view him mm. as. Uh, obviously, like I, I guess they're view, they're viewing him as a free safety. Um, I don't know I think, if I love that though. Like he to me he is a a role player, right? Like you yeah. deploy him based on the offense you're playing cuz he's kind of like an undersized linebacker or a, or a extremely physical safety. Um I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like you said with all the guys they've drafted in like the Nichols kind of spot and and Belton, yeah, like kind of not a nickel, but... Yeah, Bel- Belton played overhang at Iowa, though, which exactly. is, like, basically a big nickel. Exactly, yeah. So, it's going to be really interesting to see what the hell they have in mind with all these dudes and see how they fit in. Maybe they can get funky with it. Okay, Michael McFadden starting by, what, week three? Yeah, probably. I like the McFadden pick. McFadden's <laughs> a fine pick. I mean, yeah. they don't they don't have... Like, he's kind of Blake Martinez again. Yeah, yeah, he's tackling machine. I don't know. This is the they – ju- they just always have this type of linebacker. He, he tested really well, though. I, I thought it was a reach, but – I only like, had him – I had him at 168. This is 146. I'm pretty cool with it. Um, I like Mike McFadden. He tackling machine. I, I, yeah, I think this will work out for them. DJ Davidson, I thought this was a reach. A, a nose that – I don't know. 
There's better if you want to get if, if there's better noses out there, if you want a nose depth for Dexter Lawrence, like wait. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get that pick. That's, um, not, that's probably the worst. He 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 went ahead of John Ridgeway by like forty picks. Yeah, and I'm I'm no Ridgeway fan, but I didn't have I, Davidson draftable. I, I like Davidson a lot more than you did too. I think. Yeah. Plus, also by the way, Davidson's gonna be twenty five. Yeah. Uh, before right. October. Um, then they they get uh, Azudu's teammate Marcus McKethan. Um, so just gotta respect that that they double down. Yeah, you gotta you always double down. Who's just a big? He's he's a lot different than Azudu. He's just a big mauler. Trade for uh, Michael Carter, in my opinion. And, and then the Darian Beavers in the, the sixth the round, which is, I I kind of think Darian Beavers is gonna be playing a fair amount for this defense by yeah, week twelve. Yeah, he will. Um, so my, I guess the, like. Wandell Robinson and Cordell Flott, I thought were just like really strange picks, yeah. and then like I thought McFadden, Davidson, and McKethan, like they were all like big. I thought kind of reaches, and but then Beavers is really good. I don't know. It's weird because I don't they, see the, the vision with Belton. Like, yeah, yeah. Again, eh, Belt Belton, like you said, it's just like another guy who played a lot of nickel in college. Hey, Bellinger's gonna hit though, so. Yeah, Bellinger might um, end up being their best. But non-talk. the most important thing is that they they got Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal correct. Exactly, you know? and that's they're done. They walk away, and then like when you get those two picks, you can get funky with the rest of the draft. And in the especially because like I don't think Joe Schoen or uh, Brian Dable thinks Daniel Jones is the guy. Yeah. So it's not like you need these guys. Like this isn't the draft that's setting up your your franchise quarterback. No. This is like you you're playing a long game here. Draft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you got two cornerstones on each side of the ball in the trenches. Okay, Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, they only have five picks, but they uh, they did some damn good work with them. Um, I gave the Eagles and Howie. Howie, everyone hates working with Howie, but I don't know. Howie seems to always draft well. He does. He does. What'd you give him? I give him an A minus. I give him a B plus. And like you said, it's hard not to factor in the fact that they got AJ Brown. Uh, they got the Saints first next year and the Saints second in twenty twenty four. It's hard not to. And, and Mickey then they, Loomis is wheeling and dealing. Mickey's wheeling and dealing. That's. I don't know how much I'm going to factor that in because they paid a lot to get the dudes that they did. But anyways, we'll get there uh, in a couple weeks or a couple episodes. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Zion says it's on an extension though. <laughs> Zion moving to the to the Saints. I like that. Anyways, uh, Jordan Davis, 13. They trade up for him, which I don't know how much you love trading up for an ideal or a nose tackle, but it wasn't a much and. Like I said they got all those picks, so I'm cool with it. And he's a big fucking bear, so I don't care. I think it depends how you view him. Like, do you view him as like I have nine on my board, partially because I think with those athletic traits, he can develop to a guy who can become uh, more of a impact passing down player and can he play could. some three tech at some point. And this is a great place for that to happen because he gets to play with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. It Javon is. Hargrave is currently one of the best pass rushing IDLs in the league. Fletcher Cox was one of the best pass rushing IDLs in the league. Uh, he gets to play in a rotation. He's not asked to play a million snaps a game. They drafted yeah. Milton Williams last year, too, who looked yeah. quite good, who's got inside-outside versatility. Um, this is the best place for Jordan Davis to immediately be an impact player on a, on a relevant team. Yeah, no, it is. I had him, like, right here. Like, the value is cool with me. The trade-up's a little wonky, but who cares? I agree with everything you said. Um, like you said, it's a perfect place for him to get his feet wet. Go and let him do what he does and eat the run early. Let him see how he can come along into pass rushing. Because like you said, 
absolutely athletic freak at that 6'6", 245 size, uh, 345 size. The glimpses are there as a pass rusher. He's got to get his pads level lower and kind of see what he can unlock. But I, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it at 13. And like you said, the fit is so good. And if I may jump at 51, a little earlier than I had him, but I love, love, love the Cam Jurgens fit uh, to be the eventual uh, Kelsey replacement. Yeah, and Kelsey loves him, and it all just made sense. He doesn't have to play right away because he he plays. He is a freaky athlete who is an mf'er in the run game, yeah. but he's so chaotic that sometimes he struggles he's, to sustain blocks. He, so he, he was gets the most entertaining this, lineman tape this year. Oh, so fun! And so he gets to sit and legitimately sit, yeah, and learn from maybe the greatest center of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and who's the perfect role model for him too? You know, like and is the because this team has built their offensive line around Jason Kelsey, Cam, Cam Jurgens' lack of size yeah. won't show up the same way it would for other teams because the Eagles understand they need massive guards beside Jason Kelsey, yeah. and they'll have that when Cam Jurgens becomes the starting center. Yeah, I think, again, like Davis is the perfect fit landing spot for him. I think the same thing goes for Cam Jurgens. And then the crown jewel 83 you get the best linebacker in the draft in Nicobe Dean and that's been a need for a thousand years in Philadelphia even I know they're saying like he's not going to need surgery he's going to be able to play even if he did and had to sit out this year like getting him at 83 who cares exactly like as long as he's healthy next year they've needed an off-ball linebacker for so long they get a guy who lacks size but is a insane athlete both downhill and laterally and just IQ off the charts the guy who called your the 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 arguably the greatest defense yeah. we've seen in college football, Nicobe Dean is that dude. They just got a bunch of that's the dude. They 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 drafted a bunch of great athletes, guys. Who, in in terms, they get two trench players: Jordan Davis, who's going to impact day one; Cam Jurgens next year; Nicobe Dean this year or next year. Also, it's just it's so just, fun reuniting Dean and Davis. Like that's, agreed. You got the two alpha dogs on the best, like you said, maybe the best defense in college football history. And if you're worried about Dean's size, you're you're playing him behind a big defensive yeah. line. That's yeah. going to help keep keep him clean, like they did at Georgia. It's so smart. Um, um, the rest of the league is going to be kicking themselves in the ass for not drafting the Kobe Dean. And, agreed. It's steal the draft, yeah. uh, uh, at least of day two. Uh, in the sixth round, they take Kyron Johnson, who's like a freaky, He's so athlete. classic Eagles. And can play edge or linebacker. Like you see, like a classic Eagles edge linebacker he is. hybrid. And special teams linebacker. Yeah. He, he's the gen, your uh, Gennard Avery replacement. Exactly. Exactly. And then I, uh, I, the Grant Calcaterra pick, a little surprising. But kind fun. of an H-back. Yeah. Can, can provide some uh, depth for Dallas Godert. Just, you know, retired from Oklahoma, came back. He's got the concussion history. Uh, a little surprised he got drafted, but he's a good football player. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel confident in my A minus. Yeah, I got a B plus. Uh, finally, the Washington Commanders, who just drafted a bunch of Alabama players. They just per usual. I give yeah, them a C plus. I I'm you know what I wrote a C. I'm gonna give them that plus. And they didn't take bad football players. You know, it just it felt like they. They overdraft. They drafted they over- guys early. They overdrafted the first four picks. I think are going to be good players. Yeah. I just don't get trading out of a position to draft yes. one of the marquee wide receivers to draft 
a guy who I think there's a pretty big drop between from like Olave and Jamison Williams to yeah. Jahan Dotson, who like you've already uh, stated on this podcast is too similar a skill set almost to Terry McLaurin. Yeah, not that, I mean, that that's a bad thing, but it just like I don't know, it makes it make less sense. That yeah, and the trade back really doesn't make sense. Like just sit and take the receiver. Uh, instead, they trade back and panic when they go, and you end up with John Dotson. And like you said, he's not a bad football player at all. I was a little lower on him. I had him forty second on my board. I don't know. It just it I just, just seemed like if, the receiver if, panic. Yeah. If if you want an elite route runner with deep speed, take Chris Olave. Yeah. If you want just a touchdown waiting to happen, take Jamison Williams. Yeah. Um, now I think Jahan Dotson's got maybe the best ball skills in the class. Uh, I yeah. just I don't know I, I I think his ceiling is lower than both Olave and Jamison Williams and his floor is lower than both of them. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. And then you come back forty seventh, Fidarian Mathis, who is a good football player. Uh, it's not a need right now. It's a bit early. It's a bit weird to see them spending a premium pick on that position and a position that isn't a need. I I don't. I mean, sorry, I get this one because he went to Alabama, but I don't get this one. Uh, me, me neither. I think it's a Duron Duron Payne replacement because of they they don't want to pay Payne. Yeah. Uh, and but worry um, about the next year. I don't. You don't have to fucking run out and get Fidari Matt. Like, Bama will have another ideal coming out. <laughs> like, don't worry. You know what I mean? It it. it I mean, I, I don't know. I it just seems like you could have got him at ninety eight. It's yeah. It's also not a premium position. Like that's not like oh we let's plan for the future at IDL the position we're most stacked at. Like yeah, that's just, it's just the process. Do you just sense. I just do they th- think they're better than they are? Do they? I guess they really do think Carson Wentz is going to lead them to the playoffs. I don't probably know. yeah, they probably do. Uh, and then Brian, they love Alabama, so they go and get Brian Robinson at ninety eight. Where it's like this is a fine pick two rounds later. To, to oh, one round later for my, for me, but yeah, tone, it, sure. To compliment Gibson, but yeah. they like really don't like Gibson. It feels like, which doesn't make any sense. Like I know we struggle with fumbles and consistency, but injury. There's just so much more upside with him than a Brian Robinson. I, I get and, it, but, but yeah, I think but. they make sense to pair together. Yeah, they do. It's just they like do. this looks worse when you just took a rotational lunch pail defensive lineman, yeah, forty seven to then take a a timeshare running back at 98 when you yeah. have so many other needs. Yeah, like like Robinson will come in and do his job, the, the short yardage stuff, the goal line stuff, but whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes the starting job just because so? – not because I think he's more talented, but just because I feel like he's – they they've soured on Gibson. And he got the Bama bump. Yeah, that's true. Uh, day, day three was fine for them, though. I liked the Percy Butler pick a lot. It reminded me a lot of when uh, they got Cameron Curl and found yeah. found a a high IQ, athletic, striking safety. Like, wouldn't surprise me if Percy Butler's playing some meaningful snaps this year. It's a good swing. Um, great special teams upside too. Yeah, big time. A core special teamer. Uh, One forty four. Getting Sam Hell here. I don't think anyone can complain. No, I I, I think you're you're. Long-term backup in Sam Howell slash maybe pushes Carson Wentz. I don't yeah, know. I yeah. think he's a better backup than Taylor Heineke. I think he's a better version of Taylor Heineke. Pretty much, yeah. And like I don't know. There was that chatter that some teams view him as quarterback one. So, <laughs> regardless of how true that was, it wasn't. Um, 
getting him at 144, I thought he was even a little bit better than this slot. You probably had him right around here, didn't you? Um, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Um, good pick. Really good pick. What did you um, think of your boy Cole Turner? I don't like the fit, but, like, if anyone's going to make him into something, it's the Washingtons. Dude, Washington is just the coolest tight end room. Our boy John Bates, our boy Logan Logan Thomas. Guess who else they have? Guess who else they have? I actually don't know. Um, Former college quarterback turned tight end, a la Logan Thomas, Armani Rogers. Oh, Armani. From Ohio, baby. So they got him and not Cole Turner. It's just so much fun. Yeah, again, I don't. It's not a need at all. But I love Cole Turner, so happy for him. Uh, and then the seventh round, Chris Paul was a great pick, a pick, I thought. It's a really at good two, pick. 230, yeah. great athlete. Um, provides some guard depth for you. Chris Paul seems like the guy that, like, like one of those random guys that Washington will plug in and get some, like, solid starters from him. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I the guard spot that they always have. I, I think so. Um, and then Christian Holmes uh, at 240. What'd you uh, grade this draft? I give him a C plus. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because right. like they they took guys who I think are gonna play for them and be in the league. Just I don't love the value for like Any of most them. of it. Uh, I think the only players like that with plus value was Sam and uh, Sam Howell and Chris Paul. Everyone else went earlier. I, I liked Percy. I liked Percy Butler where he went, but yeah, yeah, I remember. That's true. Um, but I, like, I don't mind but that but pick. obviously, like their premier picks are the three top one hundred picks, and I think all three of these guys are gonna carve out. Like, I think John Dotson is going to be a good football player. Yeah. But as, when I'm taking a guy 16th overall, I want him to be a pro bowler. I think John Dotson's like a high-end wide receiver too. I think Fedarian Mathis is a lunch pail, ro- yeah. like in your rotation IDL, who can play kind of a little bit all over. At best, he becomes uh, average starting like nose. And that just, to me, is why they drafted him to replace Deron Payne. And then Brian Robinson's just, like I think, a solid number two back. This felt like the scared money don't make money draft. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And the Dotson thing, just like I love Johan Dotson. I think you you like him a lot too. It just yeah. looks worse because they passed on all the other receivers. Yeah, again, it's a lot of things just value and process. It's, it shouldn't make a lot of sense. And today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. All right. AFC and NFC North next week where we can spend 45 minutes on Kenny Pickett.